welcome to On the Air with Palantir, a podcast by Palantir.net, where we go in depth on topics related to web design and development. I'm Allison Manley, an account manager here at Palantir, and today my guest is Joe Purcell, one of our magnificent engineers, who is here to speak with me about all the many ways you can improve your website's performance. Hey, Joe, how are you? Hello, doing well. Thank <laughs> Good. you. So you're going to talk with me today about performance, yes? Yes, yeah. Okay, so tell me about your history with the web community and performance. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been part of the web development community since uh, 2003. Um, Performance-wise, I've had a number of opportunities to work with organizations to help them understand how to scale a web application or just improve their website performance. So. Uh, topic of performance is something I've been very interested. So it seems obvious what what performance means, but what is it? What's what's the definition? Um, so th this is good. So performance is just as squishy and misunderstood as security. Um, and I think it's important for people in the web development community to educate uh, the public and even their own uh, companies. So. Um, people who are experts on this topic, they should help other people understand what performance exactly means. Um, <clears throat> so I, I want to break it down into um, two different perspectives of performance. One is objective and the other is subjective. Um, and that may sound cliche, but uh, let me delve into that and describe what I mean. So objectively, when we talk about performance, um, Essentially, what we're talking about is efficiency of using a resource. So, in uh, colloquially, you could think of like energy star rating on a furnace. Like, okay. it's using the electricity in a way that's very efficient, or gas, or whatever. Um, when it comes to computing, it, you need to understand some basics about how computing works to understand the factors of performance. So. Bearing uh, like detail, I'll give a couple uh, general categories that people look at when it comes to performance. One is storage disk or hard drive. So uh, this could be like files on disk. So if you have a website with a bunch of PDFs, that's going to use a lot of uh, storage. Um, another is memory. So let's say you have a website that's processing a lot of very complex data. It may be using a lot of memory to you know, load the, maybe it's parsing XML, for example. It might be loading that XML in memory and using a lot of memory. So it depends on uh, what type of web application or website, uh, the details of what it's doing as to whether or not it's using a lot of memory. Another is going to be computation time. Uh, so the CPU, how much time is the CPU spending processing a, a, a request to your website? That's something that you would look at. And lastly, network. Uh, so, and th this is where the things like page weight come into play. Or, uh, you know, if you're serving a lot of images, you're going to be using a lot of network traffic. Uh, so, those are things to to look at. And what's interesting about the objective perspective, there's objective from the server point of view. So, the server uh, that's rendering the pages of your website or web application, but there's also the user perspective, right? So like the user may have, you know, a laptop from 95, 
like that. Here's that, hoping they don't, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's, you know, that's an objective uh, perspective of, of website uh, performance. Well, back up a second. Page yeah. weight. Ah, page weight, yes. Uh, page weight is essentially take a look at all the JavaScript, all the images, all the um, other API calls that are made. How much data is transferred over the network? That's page weight. So you have to put your pages on a diet and make sure they're lean and mean, yeah. basically? <laughs> yes, yes, especially for mobile. <laughs> okay, Especially yes. for mobile. For loading yeah. times. Yeah. All right, so what about the subjective list? Yeah, so the subjective aspect of performance, which I don't want to delve into too much. Um, it's very interesting, though, but subje subjective performance is basically how, do, how fast does the website appear? And it's interesting because you can do... Um, you can do some really interesting things from the sub subjective perspective. And I want to make a comparison to security again. Uh, you may have heard the term security through obscurity. You're not actually, like objectively speaking, you're not making something secure, it just appears to be secure. But you can do the same thing with performance. Uh, objectively speaking, maybe you're not changing how the website performs, but maybe to the user it is. Um, so an example, like if you send an email using Gmail, that email is sent asynchronously. So when you click the send button, um, it's not going to wait to make sure that the email has sent. But Gmail has some really good error handling in so that, oh, this email didn't send. All right, like you understand mm -hmm. that it didn't, uh, it didn't send. Or if you've ever received one of those errors, like uh, email failed to uh, be received by the recipient. Everybody's had those emails before. Like, from the user experience, it's not waiting to confirm that. But there's good error handling. Like, it'll send you an email back saying, hey, like, um, yeah, this email was not received. But the important takeaway here is, subjectively, it's taking less time for the user uh, to process the email. Okay. So as a client, I mean, you've run through a few of these, but let's outline, you know, why, why do I want to improve performance? Um, why, why does my website need to be as fast as possible? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it depends on what your, uh, your business is, but there are a couple things that you want to consider. And while, while I couldn't answer you know, for each business which uh, aspects are relevant, I'll just give a few aspects and you can decide if they're relevant to you. So one is just user experience. Um, so for example, imagine your Facebook. Um, if the user experience is really slow, people aren't going to want to use it. Like they're going to want to use something that's really fast. Like if if they have to sit and wait, you know, seconds for their, you know, to scroll through their feed, like that's they're not, that's not going to be enjoyable. They're going to be more inclined to use something else. Um, We've become so impatient as a species, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we want yeah. everything right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the expectation is not that we've plateaued, but the expectation is that things become faster. Um, if the user notices a delay, that has a real impact on their experience as a user. Um, so, th so the reason you want to improve performance in, in that way is just you want people to have a great experience when they come to your website. Um, another one is SEO. Uh, search engines will give you um, a penalty if your website, your server response times, if they're slow. Um, I, it, it would be worth checking to verify, but things like page, page weight may come into play as well. 
So let's say your homepage has a ton of very large images. Uh, that, that might be something that ties into SEO. What's the penalty? Uh, the penalty would be page rank. So okay. um, <clears throat> as mentioned, like let's say your server response times are a second uh, or two seconds. Um, that might result in a penalty of you know you showing up on the third page of Google search results instead of the second or the first. So um, another aspect is hardware. So depending on how large your website is, um, this is going to vary. But for really large websites, better performance means you need to maintain less hardware, which means you're spending less money per month on hardware. This could mean for large websites, this could be even in the thousands of dollars. So three main aspects are the user's experience, another is going to be discovery of your website, and the other is just how much are you spending a month on hardware to um, host your website. What are some ways that we can improve performance and what do they mean exactly? A again, I wanna come back to, you know, there's, there's the user and the server involved, right? So let's say you are the, you are a user, you know, you're just like browsing websites, uh, get a better internet connection, uh, or, uh, you know, get better hardware. Like if you're on a 90s laptop, you know, you get, a, get, a better, uh, get, a, get a better laptop because um, your, your computer could be spending a lot of time just processing the JavaScript, for example. Um, but probably what you're interested in is the server side. So you can do the same thing, you can get better hardware, and that's always gonna be the cheapest and simplest. And, well, not always, let's say the majority of cases, um, just buying better hardware is gonna go further than trying to do performance tuning on uh, your application or website. Um, you'll probably end up spending less time and less money, and it's gonna be the simplest solution too. Um, one way that you could do that, uh, so if you're not, um, if you're not hosting the, the website or application, you can look at different hosting providers and they might target your, your organization or your type of website. They might target that really well. So it might be worth you know, exploring different hosting providers. Um, but another really important one when it comes to ways to improve performance is caching. Um, caching essentially is um, I'm user, I make a request to your website. Um, caching can happen at, at a couple levels. There's what's called HTTP proxy caches, or caching. That means that when I make a request to your website, it's hitting a proxy cache before it even gets to your server. And there are ways that you can implement that. Um, another one is application caching. So this means that, okay, I've made a request to your website, and your, your website is processing that information, let's say it's making a request to the database to get um, you know, uh, information about staff at your company. Uh, application cache could, instead of querying the database, it could have a runtime cache that's reading directly from memory, which is gonna be significantly faster than reading from your, your database. And then there are things on the database layer that you can do as well uh, for caching. Um, but so you, you asked about improving performance. Mm -hmm. um, I, I also want to note about the subjective perspective. And again, this one is really interesting because uh, it's all about appearance of speed. And here's a warning though, when you talk about the subjective experience, 
of performance, it, it either gets really technical or very sensitive from the user's experience. Why is that? Um, so from like, so technically it gets really complex because for example, when we start talking about like, uh, loading the critical path of CSS first, um, or how, like how to paint the, uh, your website as it shows above the fold first, being able to implement that takes technical knowledge that a lot of people don't have. Like that takes a level of front end development experience that, um, you know, most people just wouldn't be able to have a conversation about unless they're a fed, right? Um, front end developer, you mean? Yeah. Front, front end <laughs> fed equals front end developer. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, there's <laughs> one of the problems with uh, talking in technology. There's so many acronyms. I know that's that's, <laughs> that's why I'm here to help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, please please pause me anytime. Um, so another example is lazy loading JavaScript and images. You know, that's something you wouldn't know how to do. Uh, if you have like a WordPress site, there might be like a plugin that can address some some of these. But there's still like the actual implementation is really complex or uh, prefetching pages or prefetching DNS requests. Um, those are things that are really technical. Um, so that's what I mean by it gets technical very quickly because mm -hmm. those are all subjective still. Like from the user, like the application as a whole isn't changing, right? Like you, even if you load above the fold, ab you load that CSS, the browser still needs to render the full page, right? Um, so it's, it's still a subjective thing. Um, from the user experience though, you can do things like asynchronous buttons, right? So like um, um, I give the example of sending an email. You know, the user clicks an email and right away it says, hey, you've, you've sent an email, great. Well, it didn't actually complete, right? There's still processing happening in the background. So user experience, it feels fast, but objectively speaking, it's no faster You've, you've not improved the objective performance. It just appears faster to the mm. user. And this is why, again, this is why I say it's like very sensitive from a user experience perspective, because it might be really frustrating if you hit the button, it says sent an email, but you, you um, maybe don't get a proper error message back. And so you, you know, you're talking to your friend, hey, did you get the email? And it's like, no. And then it's like two days later, you get a, <laughs> a reply saying, you know, email failed to send or something. And you say, but I just sent it. Why isn't it yeah, there? Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, another, oh, another great example of this is asynchronous file uploads. So how many of you have uh, like tried uploading a whole bunch of files? Um, objectively speaking, like the time it takes for that file to transfer over the network is basically consistent, like um, unless you you address those objective concerns. But one of the things you can do is you can have like um, you can allow for multiple files to upload at the same time. So imagine the user being able to just drag and drop a whole bunch of files or drag a folder uh, to have them uploaded. Like it's still objectively taking the same amount of time, but from the user experience, feels really good because. You're not spending so much time, you know, like uploading each file, wait for it to complete, load another, et cetera. Okay. So it sounds like the responsibility is shared among a lot of people because um, if you're the owner of a WordPress site, for example, and you're not an engineer, but there are certain plugins that you can um, affect on the back end um, once you have that admin ability uh, to do that, you can do some work. The engineer obviously can influence a lot. Um, 
Is there one person who, who should be responsible and more versed in performance, or is it sort of a shared responsibility? That's a really good question. Or so, does it just depend on the organization? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. No, it, it certainly is is uh, things like performance and security um, or anything uh, on, on that level, you know, high-level look at your website. Um, those are going to be relative to your needs as an organization because maybe performance isn't a major concern. Maybe the website you're talking about is an internal application and it's okay to have a two-second load or something like that. Maybe that's just understood. I, I would say that there needs to be terminology and a common understanding among your whole organization and among uh, whatever vendors you're working with. Anyone who is responsible for um, either authoritatively or uh, responsible for the website or is actually implementing the website, everybody needs to be understanding um, about some basic terminology so that they know what you're talking about. Um, con conversations about security and performance can get, like I said, they're really squishy. So having that terminology is really important so that you're not conflating ideas. Um, but I would say if you wanted to point at specific people, I would say look to look to people who have like a, a senior, um, you know, your, your senior fads or your senior uh, engineers um, or look to your sysadmins or dbadmins. Those are the type of people, you know, like systems I said. Systems administration and. <laughs> yeah, so systems administration. So think, you know, you're hosting. Mm -hmm. People are, are hosting. Um, DB admins, people who run the database. Database or, admins. Yeah. Uh, essentially, look to the people with high technical expertise. Um, yeah, while, while there's a lot of, <laughs> it's kind of like SEO, there's, um, it, it's, it's not infrequent that you find people who think they know what they're talking about when it comes to SEO. Uh, it's, it's often the case with security and performance where you find people who think they know what they're talking about, but um, just make sure you're talking with experts when it comes to performance. Okay. Well, what is ideal performance? I understand that, you know, it's going to depend greatly. As you mentioned earlier, if someone's got an internal site where performance doesn't matter, you know, a two-second load time is fine, then it's it's not so critical. But there there must be some general benchmarks that we're trying to hit here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And this is a great question because... Um, we, we're sort of talking about, you know, as humans, uh, what do we accept as our, because really that's, a f in the end, that's kind of what it comes down to is like, what do we accept per month in uh, hosting costs? Or what do we accept, you know, when I make a request to Google, like how long am I willing to wait, you know, uh, to actually get the little search bar to come up? Um, so th there's definitely this subjective element, but, um, that there are so when we look at ideal performance, you can look at you know what are what are averages across websites, and I would encourage you to, you know, look up uh, what averages are uh, for websites because that's something you could set as sort of a, a baseline. But my my personal take is averages tend to. Um, tend to move you away from what's actually acceptable. Uh, so for example, um, average page weight is two megs. Well, 
let, let's say you're a um, let's let's say you're a restaurant and you have a website for your restaurant. Most people are going to be looking at your website on a mobile device. Two megs is simply not going to be a good experience for them yeah, unless they're on LTE and ha you know which means they're on a, a newer iPhone or a, a newer mobile device. Um, so that average of if you're shooting for that average of two megs, you might be missing out on a, your key customers uh, to your website. So, uh, but I, I would say in general, um, uh, most pages that the users experience feels okay is the time to first paint or the time to when they actually see information on the screen screen is about a second or just less than a second. Um, that's about as long as most people feel comfortable waiting. Um, if you have, um, if, you, if you're advanced in looking at performance and you can look at the network requests, um, typically people are looking at around 100 milliseconds per network request. Uh, that, is, that would be considered fast um, or ideal, if you will. And if we're looking at mobile page weight, we're looking at about 20 kilobytes. So that's again, like, you know, the example of, you know, average is about two megs, but it, mobile page weight, uh, the recommended by W3C is about 20 kilobytes. So there's a lot of work to do there yeah. across the universe, uh -huh. <laughs> the web yeah. universe. If, it, if the average is two megs and we're trying to get it down to 20K for mobile. All right, yeah. so generally you want your network request time to be less than 100 millisecond time to first paint, as it's called, to be less than one second, or around yeah. one second, and mobile page weight to be 20K. Those are some good general principles. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Um, but that said, um, the, these numbers change over time. So you know, listen to the experts who are dealing with this on a day-to-day -day basis. So, and who are those experts? Uh, that's a good question. So. Um, how do you find one? <laughs> so again, th this comes back to like you know, talk to the experts in your own organization. If you have, if you have a senior engineer or senior uh, staff, you know, talk to uh, senior technical staff. Talk to them about this. You know, get 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 their ideas, or you know, maybe task them with you know, hey, you know, spend spend a bit of time and go and find out, you know, what is our uh, website performance at, and where should we be. Um, but as far as places to look, I've seen some really great things from uh, W3C has a mobile website validator, and that'll give you some indications as to um, you know, where your website is compared to other websites. Um, Luke Roblowski, I don't know if I'm saying his name correctly, uh, the website's lukew.com. He comes up with some really great articles about um, you know, where performance is currently, and just some great dialogue about performance. Um, Smashing Magazine has some really good conversations about some uh, user experience things you can do for performance. Um, and then if you're, uh, if you're, if you have a highly advanced uh, website or web application, highscalability.com has some great information, but uh, that's more, that'd be targeting more the database administrators or system administrators. Okay. Does the content management system, the CMS, if we're going to go back to acronyms, <laughs> does it make a difference? Uh, certainly. So, uh, but I, I think it, we need to start with, does it make a difference with what? 
you know, what exactly are we wanting, um, wanting to look at when it comes to performance? Um, if we're talking about performance on the server, yes, absolutely. Uh, because, you know, say, uh, say you're using Drupal, for example, which is a content management system or CMS. Um, if you're using uh, PHP 7, it's going to have a drastic performance difference than uh, PHP 5. Um, uh, another thing is like, you know, is there application cache uh, implemented in your CMS? You know, if you're using WordPress, there's caching plugins you can use. If you're using Drupal, there's modules you can install that address application uh, cache. So, yes, your CMS definitely makes a difference. If you're, if you're looking at, you know, uh, I know our server response times are really slow. Yeah, definitely look at what your CMS is doing. And I'm assuming, though, that your the way your site is architected is your CMS is not only where you modify content, but it's also serving content. Uh, some websites, you know, might be like a, what's called headless, um, or maybe you've heard of single page applications where the uh, the, the content is not actually being uh, rendered by your content management system. It's it's either that you know API is serving network requests or some other system is consuming that content, but those are more complex cases. Typically, um, typically you're using a CMS, and that's what's rendering uh, your your pages. So definitely, the CMS makes a difference, for sure. Okay. Well, I think I'm going to ask another obvious question. Uh, how does improving performance on a website save that website or the people running that website money? You know, what's the tangible benefit that they get. I mean, I would, I can immediately think of the fact that, you know, if you're trying to fill out an application online and it's frustrating, of course, you don't complete the application. You'll probably see in your Google Analytics a drop-off at that point where your application is not getting completed and you've lost that customer. Yep. So those sorts of things. What other tangible benefits can someone see from improving performance? Oh, this is a fun question. So um, I wish I had some, some stories ready um <laughs> it, it, so if you you may have heard of um websites like amazon for example moving a button and their uh their conversion uh, like their for example like a checkout experience their checkout experience could result in thousands of dollars difference. I would say millions of dollars difference if you're Amazon. <laughs> some some of them are. Some yeah. of them are stories in the millions of dollars where just changing the user experience has resulted in huge revenue changes. Now, that's uh, gets into the territory of okay, when we talk about performance, are we talking about user experience? Right. Um, uh, coming back to performance though, because that that can move into UX territory, uh, which is user experience territory. Um, but coming to performance, yes. Like, um, if you have, um, if you have a, w a website that is taking um, too long, yeah, it, you, you very well might be losing users. Um, I've seen, uh, I don't know if any of you use Etsy. I actually don't use Etsy, but I follow their uh, development blog, and they have some really good articles. You know, just t talking very candidly and op openly about their website performance, and it's really interesting to hear them uh, try to make the connection between website traffic and revenue, 
and how it relates to performance. Um, so while there isn't, I can't give you like a very clear like, oh, you know, X, Y, and Z uh, translate to this dollar amount. There are definitely, and this is why, again, I just go back to talk to experts because uh, they're going to be able to walk you through for your scenario um, what performance is going to mean in dollar amounts. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, you you can save um, significant money. I, I would say one one important thing to note about performance is it's not a convenience anymore. Uh, a fast website is not a marketable thing. Like it's it's baseline. It's expected. It's expected that your yeah. website is is performant. Um, you're gonna see more and more people who um, simply don't traffic websites that are slow. Are there ways to improve performance that are not visual? Something happening on the back end that can be improved. The response time of queries. What what can be done specifically there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is definitely going to depend on your website. You know, if, if it's Drupal, there, there's going to be certain things you're going to want to look at uh, that are not visual. Um, if it's WordPress, there are different things. Um, and th this is why, you know, people pay for system administrators and database administrators. Like, they understand how to deal with these things. Um, uh, and and your you know your 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 expert uh, front end developers and your your expert programmers like they're gonna they're gonna be able to talk through you know where your website is and what things can you can tweak. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely things you can do that that are system related. Um, one of the exciting uh, things is. <sighs> that, what what is the phrase? There's a phrase that's basically like. Um, caching is great, except no, or HTTP caching is great, but nobody's using it. Um, I, it's definitely worth taking a look. You know, um, talk to someone who understands HTTP caching and see if uh, your website has caching headers. Um, if you're using a lot of images on your site, make sure they're being served from a content delivery network or a CDN. Uh, those, there's a lot of things that aren't visual that are going to impact um, performance. So key things I would say are, you know, look at caching, uh, look at how your content is delivered on the site, make sure your your JavaScript and CSS are being minified. Yeah, and, and take a look at how your website is hosted. If you're, you know, if you request your site, if, um, oh, uh, a great way to evaluate where, where you need to look, there's a plugin uh, there's a pl browser plugin called YSlow. It's from Yahoo. It'll give you some some quick metrics to look at to see where um, or how your website is performing. Um, because if it's if it's network time, uh, you may look to a hosting provider and see if you know maybe you have a conversation with them or you know get a recommendation about another hosting provider. Or if it's if it's page weight, maybe what you might consider is eliminating some images on the website, et cetera. So, um, but that that definitely ties into visual. So, um, yeah, there there are definitely non-visual things that you can do to impact performance, and I would say that's where you should first start looking. You know, so assuming it, this isn't like a 
a 90s website with like a whole bunch of you know images all over and I don't know. They're, Flying they're unicorns. Yeah, <laughs> as, assuming you you have a reasonably well, you know well designed modern website, uh, I would first look to the non visual things and uh, how that imp- how that's impacting your performance. So the grand internet on which we live is getting faster, stronger, bigger all the time, every second. Are there things coming down? the the pipe that we can prepare for or anticipate to keep performance high. Yes. Um, gosh. There. Okay. There's there's a lot. Of, there's a lot I want to say here. So, um, I would say the one one thing that can be continually looked forward to for the next for the foreseeable future is hardware is getting faster. It's still getting faster. Now there is some plateaus because of. Um, because uh, there, there's a balance between um, hardware commoditized and how much money can be generated from faster hardware, but there's still things coming down the pipe. Like um, one of the things that I was at a conference uh, last year and I saw where they're they're using a, a certain type of hard disk um, that's actually a PCIe card. Um, it's not actually like what most people think of a hard disk. It's completely different than that. And they were able to achieve an order of magnitude increase in throughput um, when writing to, to disks. So, I mean, th- there's, there's definitely things that are coming down the pipe from a hardware perspective. Uh, one of the things that I've seen, too, from a hardware perspective is there's now hardware that's targeting certain applications. So you're going to see, you know, these, um, you, you can buy a server that's designed and optimized for MySQL. Now that doesn't substitute for having um, a database administrator and a, a good technical team. Um, but uh, that's something to look forward to is, you know, where hardware is going. Um, another thing that is exciting is uh, languages are maturing. Um, PHP 7 uh, so if if you're so when, using, wait a minute. So when you say languages, yeah. Uh, so computer languages. So <laughs> Thank you. yeah, Word, WordPress and Drupal, for example, are, are PHP. They're written in PHP. Um, so the code that's executing on the server um, is written in PHP. Uh, one of the things that's really exciting in the PHP community is PHP seven uh, has been released, and for Drupal. Uh, some benchmarks I've seen are a 70% increase in performance um, in, in Drupal uh, using PHP 7. So we will see some things from on the, on the, the programming language level uh, that are exciting. Um, let's see. And another, another thing that's exciting are hosting providers are becoming... Um, for lack of a better word, they're, they're maturing. They're, they're able to commoditize very interesting things that are simply very challenging to do as a, you know, as a small organization or even mid-sized organizations. Uh, things like geo-distributed content delivery. Um, if some hosting providers will, out of the box, take your images and serve them um, from the closest data center to your users. I mean, that's just something that, you know, uh, frankly, a lot of people don't even know how to implement. 
so to summarize, you know, there's there's going to be great things coming with hardware, great things coming from uh, programming languages, and uh, hosting providers are bringing some really exciting things. Sounds cool. So to use a sports analogy, what's the Olympic gold medalist of websites as far as performance? What's the best performing site you've seen out there that you can recommend? Like, what, what for you is the best one? Um, from my perspective, Google, anything Google, both from the objective and subjective experience. Uh, Google is so simple. Their, their interfaces are so simple. That said, there are some things I, I don't, that I don't like, but in general, you, 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 don't, think, uh, you don't see the, the kind of clutter um, in the user experience that you do in, in some other search websites or, yeah, it, it's just the, the simplicity is brilliant. Um, but you're talking more from a UX perspective, right? Or are you talking from a performance? Yeah, from a UX perspective. Um, so, for example, you know, I'm sure a lot of people saw the change. I, I don't recall when when this was, but um, in the last couple of years, they switched to the um, where you basically you you type your search query, and Google auto automatically populates the list for you. You know, that's an ex example of a performance improvement that isn't objective. It's a subjective improvement. Um, but yeah, the, the ability to see, you know, your list of results is faster. Um, but they do things on the server level that are simply unbelievable. Um, if you, if you read any of the Google developer blogs, um, you, it, it would be truly amazing, uh, to, to see what they're doing. Um, yeah. Uh, so I would say Google, another, I would say the most interesting though is Facebook. Um, they've pioneered some really interesting uh, performance, like subjective performance things. Um, so for example, um, if you go to your Facebook profile, you'll see, if you're on a slow connection, you'll see certain areas of the website that are loading uh, faster than others. Um, basically, each section of the website is broken down into components that can load independently of each other. Uh, so they're doing some really interesting things that I like. So, uh, but gold medal I would have to give to Google. <laughs> okay. With the silver to, to Facebook. Yeah. All right, great. Well, thank you, Joe, for trying to help everyone out there have a better performing website. Yeah, sure thing. I'm <laughs> glad to share. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more episodes of On the Air with Palantir, make sure to subscribe on our website at palantir.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at Palantir or read our blog at palantir.net. Thanks so much.